The kid wakes up shortly after noon, slept in late, but has the whole day ahead of them. Ugh, I thought I'd never wake up. Now where did I put my... The kid rummages around in the bed, finds her best friend, a busted-up old Xbox controller that's seen better days, sets up in bed and boots up the game console. Just a quick game, then off to start the day. <laughs> I said, just a quick game. Is that all you're going to do all day? Lay in bed and play video games? Yes. Kid, it's a nice day out. Don't you think you should maybe go outside? I'd rather stay here. So you're just going to sit around all day and do nothing? How am I supposed to narrate that? Look, Mr. Judgmental Disbodied Voice. I worked hard all week. I deserve an entire day doing nothing. I just finished my first run in Hades, and I'm going to devote my whole day to putting his prick of a dad on farm status. Wait, you finally beat Hades? I keep getting stuck on the Minotaur. What build are you using? Standard sword with a lot of Zeus boons. I like the uh, AoE it creates. Crap. I've had good luck with the bow and ice boons, but the Minotaur still kicks my ass. I tell you what. You narrate a DoorDash driver over here with some tacos, and I'll show you my technique for that fight. Deal. Man, Hades. I love that game. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to backlog prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backtrack. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast for your news, Q&A Quest for your feedback, and we're here for your nostalgia. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, flying solo. Well, not exactly solo, but um, my, my lovely co-host, Matt Mason, is out on vacation this week. So I'm running this party by myself, and I feel scared. And I, I feel like I need a disembodied voice to guide me. Not that anybody's going to jump in. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a disembodied voice. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Pa- pa- that you're hearing uh, Sam Sam Walker. Sorry, I was blanking. I, I was thinking about your <laughs> Twitter it. that's still your maiden name. And then I know. Like, <laughs> I'm glad I could change that. Sam Walker. <laughs> Sorry, sorry about that, guys. It's it's, it's weird flying solo without Matt to help me out. Uh, I've also got Pascal Takaya. The disembodied voice number two checking in. And disembodied voice number three, uh, Ryan McCarthy. Disembodied voice number three in order. <laughs> and um, we, we're having a double shot of games this time around. We're talking about the first two games from Supergiant Games, uh, Bastion and Transistor. 
I'm so jazzed. I am so jazzed too. Now, if you're waiting for uh, Hades, that's going to be later in the year. We have it scheduled, and you'll still have to sit through a little bit of Pyre first. Um, but I mean, we could probably do a whole show on Hades itself. But I think it's it's good to start at the roots because uh, super giants come quite along in the past few years. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing to see how much as a studio they've evolved from Bastion to Hades. Yeah, I I didn't realize that it is uh, twenty yeah twenty eleven when they released their first game, and it's like, man, what is time? Time is, I guess, irrelevant some days. <laughs> we live in COVID times, Kelly. I know. Say that time doesn't exist and does not matter. T- time is a vacuum. Time is um, a miserable pile of secrets. No, no, no. Wrong, that, that's men, wrong but yeah, men yeah, are also men. miserable pile of secrets, and and some women too. But uh, but yes, super giant games. We are going to have a quick musical interlude, probably from one of these super giant games, and then we are going to come back with the main event and get into all the juicy details of these lovely little indie titles. So stick around. We will be right back. RPG backtrack, taking a deep dive into Bastion and Transistor. I'll get to do a little bit of Bastion first. It was released in the summer of Xbox Arcade in 2011. You guys remember when that was a thing? Yes. yes. Uh, every so for a while there, every summer Xbox would get some exclusive games and release them. I think. Let's see. This game was released in. June, or July of 2011. So it was usually around July. Um, you, you get a little uh, batch of games like one new one every week that was an Xbox Arcade exclusive. And it was something to kind of be hyped about back, back then. You know, that was before indie games had really taken off. And yeah, ba- Bastion was one of them. I remember every podcast was talking about it. Um, I booted yeah. up the demo back then and kind of enjoyed it, but it was also kind of expensive back then. I mean, expensive for Xbox back in the day, um, either fifteen or twenty dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say, weren't they all like nineteen ninety nine or less? Yeah, that was the other thing. They were. I mean, people were complaining about the prices of games even back then, but when those first Xbox games started hitting like fifteen to twenty dollars, people got kind of pissy about it. And that you know, nowadays you get indie games that are fifty bucks. So, um, <laughs> race to the top, I guess. But yeah, Bastion, uh, st- starring the kid, and ha- has a bit of narration going. I mean, really starring the narrator. Yeah. What you know? That was that was really what everybody was like, talking about and excited about. Mm-hmm. 
Well, how can you not be excited by the gorgeous voice that is Logan Cunningham yeah. guiding you through this incredibly disturbing and catastrophic world that's just, you know, kind of floating into different pieces. It's a mess and you're kind of putting it all back together. Um, having that narration, I mean, is what makes Bastion so unique is you have a silent protagonist whose story is being told by somebody else mm. through that, through just an interesting perspective. Um, I, and I love it for that. I think that that was such a unique way to do it. And then everyone was like, man, this is amazing. We should all do this. And it's like, no, <laughs> no. Like, oh, no. Part of the reason it works so well in Bastion is because it is a story about rebuilding the world. Um, and I think that having that, the narrative uh, agency coming from the narrator as opposed to the kid, it makes for kind of an interesting uh, turn of events, especially as you meet uh, Zolf and Zia um, and some of the other characters and you're starting to learn more about like how their lives have been disrupted and transformed because of this, you know, calamity that happened. Um, it's a really cool concept. And I mean, there's not a lot to the story itself, but there's something very engaging about just listening to the narration as you play along. Like even when like you fail or get hit, the narrator always has like a, a comment that they make as well. And those comments vary based on like how you get hit or when you get a new weapon, you know, he'll say like, Oh, the kid got this bow and arrow and it's, you know, very powerful and it makes him feel powerful. Like shit like that. Right. Uh, I'll never forget that, that insane feeling of that, that the narrator was reacting to you, like me getting the hammer and just, just, you know, doing the test thing like you do where you smash it a couple of times and the narrator goes kid just rages for a while yeah, yep. i was yeah. like oh god that that's cool and then you know the first time i fall off a level like yeah. nothing could stop a kid like that um yep. and, and i'm the i'm the type of person that has to smash everything in sight so it's of course in there and it says kid just has to smash everything in sight and it was just like seeing what i could do to get the narrator to react was just a mini game onto itself Oh, yeah, no, it, that was, like, just easily the highlight of the game. <laughs> there was nothing else like it at the time. No, not I mean, at all. I can't really think of a whole lot since then, either, <laughs> other than the other one we're going to talk about later. Yeah, um, just, just such a unique art style. Um, really kind of showed that the Xbox didn't need to push polygons to make beautiful games. And I, I think it was one of those games that really paved the way for indie games in the future. Uh, yeah, I was about to actually say that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you made that point because uh, Bastion was one of the first, like, very big ones, I would say. Like, Xbox Live Arcade, uh, what was it, Live Arcade or mm -hmm. uh, whatever. Yeah, they, Live Arcade. Um, it, was, it, was, it was Bastion, it was um, Fez, I remember um, pretty fondly. Um, Braid uh, was a huge Right, one. Jonathan Blow, I can think of the yeah. title. Yeah, those between those three. Well, there was, like, there was such a push for artistic and unique looking games like if i remember in like that summer of arcade there was also like a game called ilo milo which was a puzzle game where you play it with another person and the idea mm. is you're supposed to get them to meet like in a halfway point mm -hmm. and everybody in that game just looks like little plush toys and it's got a very gorgeous art style like xbox uh live like they were so good about pushing these really beautiful looking games and one of the benefits also was they weren't that long. 
And no. for the amount of money you were paying, like, yeah, 20 bucks sounds like a lot. But I found most of the time anything that I bought from those events, they were always worth that that money. I, I mean, yep. Bastion for me was, we own six copies of Bastion in our house. I actually mm. couldn't tell you how that happened. It just did. And Bastion's one of the only games um, outside of now Chicory and Child of Light that I've ever given a five out of five to. Because there's just something so emotional about Bastion as an experience. I don't know for me if sometimes if it was just like how gorgeous the world was to explore. Because when you think about it, this is a world that has been completely ravaged by calamity, but it's so colorful. It's so bright. Um, yeah. You think of a calamity and you think browns and blacks. Do you think of Fallout? And this game goes the exact opposite. It pukes color everywhere. Uh, you know, back then, it, it, games were pushing a lot of polygons, and the theme, the trend, you're right, was the brown shooter. And because, you know, there was this push to make games just look as photorealistic as possible, it was inflating the budget of games, which hasn't stopped. And it was really making, you know, some of those experimental games from big studios kind of go away for a little bit. Um, you know, one of the reasons why the play, the original PlayStation is one of my favorite eras of gaming is because you got you got so much weird stuff along with the big games. You know, you got your Parappa the Rapper and your Tomba and your Devil Dice and just all these neat little gaming experiments. And the, the Xbox Summer of Arcade back then brought back a lot of those experiments and this game was a good example of that you know I, I had never seen anything like a game that that just created the world around you as you ran around that that just looks so cool and 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 you're right it, it being just the this water like looking like a living watercolor painting was just so different and unique back then that it was it was amazing and i mean now you know you go to the switch shop every thursday and indie games are a dime a dozen but back then it was kind of unheard of, and and the the good ones were the really good ones, and and you can tell because X, Xbox uh, paid some of these indie developers a lot of money to be exclusive on their platform for a year. Yeah, well, and that's it. What I also love about just the art style of games like Bastion, and another one that kind of comes to mind as well for this is Dust and Elysian Tale. Oh, um, where it's so, just oh, right. You have just lots of color, lots, and they all ooze in style. And there's something that's very emotionally engaging about the use of color in these games. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, when I played Bastion for the first time, just, again, being able to kind of craft this world at your fingertips and make, you know, choose what you wanted to build in the Bastion itself, you know, it, it took a lot of thought. Like, it wasn't one of those games where I just willy-nilly, like, built things and did things. There was a lot of thinking and there was a lot of emotionally connecting to what was happening and i think the indie games of that early period do such a fantastic job of that i think of like with dustin elysian tales same thing where i just i had a lot of feelings on top of the fact that this gameplay was super stylish i was emotionally connected to what was happening and i think that with indie games that's always been more of a focal point is mm-hmm. we want to make the player feel something. Um, and I think Supergiant is a champion um, at making players feel things while participating in their games. Um, yeah. 
Um, now we're having so many indie games out there that are trying to push the same level of emotion and the same level of empathy and the same level of understanding. And it's fantastic. Like we really are in the best times for indie games as much as there is like a lot now. There's so many amazing games out there that are doing what Bastion did, but are doing it just differently enough that you're engaged. So I, I love Bastion for that. I think Bastion is such a pioneer in what it does. Um, so I'm always happy to see when other games are kind of pulling bits of its playbook. Trickery, in a lot of ways, does what Bastion does. In that, in Trickery, you're a little dog painting a black and white world with color. And it has that same level of emotional reson resonance where it's, you know, here's this dark, drab world, and now I'm putting color back in it. And Bastion, you're kind of doing the same thing by just putting the different floating aisles back together. Um, the final choice in Bastion, I remember, always kind of left me emotional. You know, the idea that I could restore the world or destroy it. You know, it was it was always such a strange choice. And yet, I remember doing both endings and being like, both of these make me sad. Am I supposed to feel this sad? <laughs> and my husband kind of looked at me. He's like, yeah, you're supposed to feel that sad. And I was like, I don't want to feel sad anymore. <laughs> And that's on top of the fact that just Super Giants has some of the best music you will ever hear in a video game ever. And Bastion yes. started that, again, a trend where you had these amazing vocal tracks that just, they stick in your head. I find, especially with Bastion, um, there are songs that just don't leave my head sometimes, especially... Um, Mother, I'm Here, Build That Wall, and then the accompaniment the, where it's both songs merged together. Um, there are days where just I find myself humming the songs while I'm doing something because that's how powerful the soundtracks were. Um, all the music just, again, just works so perfectly with the game. It's like, have you ever played a game where all the parts are perfect and they all work together and you come out of it going, like, yes, this this was a perfect experience. That's what Bastion was for me. I mean, I've played games like that, but they're, they are few and far between. They are. Um, it, it's funny, the original Dustin Elysian Tale was like that for me, where I got the, I got done with that game, and it was like, my God, I, I could boot that up and play it all through again and have just as much fun. And, you know, that, that was back when it was very uncommon for games to get limited or get physical releases and with limited run uh, did the Dust and Elysian Tale physical release. I, I jumped on that uh, collector's edition because I wanted it so bad. Um, and, so, and sorry, Dust just a side also tangent. another game with a talking sword. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we like talking swords. <laughs> hey, as long as that talking sword doesn't stab me. So that, that's getting into Transistor. Do we want to get into Transistor real quick? I mean, we can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, does anyone else have anything to say about Bastion? I mean, other than I was a gushing hoe for it. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you haven't said much, Ryan. Uh, yeah. So I. So th this was interesting. This was interesting for me to play because it's, I, I actually played a good chunk of it like 10 years ago, I think. But I didn't finish it, so this so so I so this time I finally did finish it. Yeah, you you talk about owning several copies of Bastion. Um, I think I've picked it up what? for cheap on every. Well, sorry, I, I did. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I've picked it up for cheap on every system that it's been available for because I know that it's been on sale for as low as like five bucks on each system, but didn't finish it until this year. And, and it's not, and it's nothing bad about the game or anything. It's more like, oh, it's a short game. I'll finish it eventually. And kind of never did until we had, we had the backtrack scheduled for it. So yeah, um, you, I imagine you're probably dealing with the same thing, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, but like, but yeah, I mean. I did. I did like that one spear weapon. What spear like? I don't know what you call that one. I know the spear weapon was cool. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the weapons in Bastion were super unique, and I think that was also what made like the gameplay really fun. Like you had like yeah. there was like weird gun weapons. There was a sword. Yeah. There was a hammer. The yeah. spear was one of the cooler weapons for sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, that was actually the cool thing about the game to me. Just like just playing around with these, like just switching out my arsenal. And just seeing what they would do. The, the machete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the machete. You could just throw that thing like. The though I I will admit I did find a weapon. Some of the weapon trials to be kind of infuriating because I had trouble. I had trouble yeah. figuring a yeah, lot of, of them out. On, yeah, honestly, some of those are pretty bullshit. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I like, that point for one was like like geez, how the fuck do you do that one? <laughs> I I ignored the weapon trials for the most part because yeah, I'm that person. I'm just like yeah. I don't care about this shit. The only thing yeah. I care about is can I upgrade my yeah. my weapons and can I, yeah. you know, do other stuff. I I don't mind I, when those kinds of things are in a game. It's just I don't mind them either. But I I think I only che- I checked them out because I like just to see what they were. And good no, and, you. and you did better than me. <laughs> yeah, and like the first two levels of each one is pretty easy to do and give you pretty decent rewards. But man, if you want that third one on some of them, you're gonna be yeah uh, tearing your hair out like I did with yeah. that arrow one because I yeah. could not for the life of me I could not get the timing of the power shot right. Oh God, that that it's basically impossible. But th- then I ended up using the twin pistols quite a bit. As well as the rocket launcher, I think those were my two favorite uh, ranged weapons. But you um, know, you know, it, it's it was kind of nice that th- this game is an RPG, but kind of a RPG in the loosest sense of the definition, and that you have a level up system, but all what? it really kind of affected was your hit points, and what? the rest of it, the rest of your customization was obviously the weapons, being able to upgrade each weapon, yeah. um, being being able to unlock perks for each weapon that you could swap out at any time in case you didn't like nice. the play style, and then yeah. the uh, spirits. Oh, oh yeah, I th- I th- another thing I think we should be noted is the shrines where. Which is like I think it's like actually an interesting way to modify the difficulty because you would you you would have like you could like pray to like one pray to like one of the uh, what's I don't know what the what they were called uh you could just call them gods yeah gods kind of what they were yeah basically yeah like um. you you would have like you would have like different like like some like one you had one that would like have enemies like. Like slowly recover their health, and then uh, another where hmm, that would like have them act more aggressively. Yeah, so, so this and, is an and, and I think that oh yeah, I think and I think they give you like bonus sec- XP mm-hmm. depending. Not that I, kinda... that, that I saw that much of a difference. So whatever. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting 
theme playing uh, Hades first because I was like, oh, that's where this came from. Um, because they had a similar thing in Hades where, yeah, you, you give yourself nerfs to get, um, I can't remember what the bonus was in Hades. I'll have to look that up for our show. Yeah, it, it sounds like a stepping stone to Hades for sure. Yeah. But but the, the idea that, yeah, you, you intentionally nerf yourself to get, get to give you more of a bonus. and Or, you know, if you're crazy and you want to challenge yourself more, you can do that too. Yeah, a Transistor had that too. Oh, and then yes. I realized that's what it was. I said, like, oh, fuck that. I'm turning those off immediately and never, never messing with them oh, again. Oh, yeah. I had... I, I pretty much just did not fucking I just never like I tried I think I tried doing the the uh automatically recover that the uh the 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 enemy the uh, I think I had to like permanently shut off the one where the enemies would would like slowly regain their HP because I I encountered like one of those big jumping ones that and it, it was just like so tedious and like uh it was just impossible. <laughs> T- to be honest, I think I had turned on the more aggressive enemies one and then completely forgot that I had turned it on. So it's like, wait, oh why God. am I getting my ass kicked in these later levels? Oh, I had that thing on, apparently. Whoops. Uh, yeah. Oops. Shut it off. Hard uh, oops. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm bad about doing that in video games where, you know, I go-, I go to grind the XP and turn on a whole bunch of difficulty shit and then forget to turn it off and then wonder why i'm getting my ass kicked um that that being said uh, do, doing the the um, pot challenges for the extra exp was always kind of a interesting little knuckle white knuckle grinding uh experience in that game especially that that last challenge which some of those fights get super hard so i completely forgot i Played this game in no fail mode, you know, because because of having a kind of having a time limit on it. So um, I kind of cheese whipped my way through most of the game because in no fail mode, you pretty much just get right back up after you die. Um, th- that being said, I, I appreciate the no fail mode very much. If if you want to just play the game for the story and not have to worry yep. about the difficulty. Right. Which yeah. I wish all games would have, and if you think otherwise, fuck you, because I, I've got a bunch of games to play through all the time. <laughs> yeah i mean i i play this normally but i but i know that's not for everyone no i mean it, it's just when you i, I don't want to say play games for a living because i don't get paid for this but when you play games as your side hustle you only have so much time so being able to save time by not losing progress is kind of a godsend yes and i wish more really games is. would include that or, you yeah. know, if you're at the end of the game and you're like, okay, I've seen it all, all I want to see. I just want to finish it. Being able to turn that shit on. <laughs> kind of oh, nice. Exactly. <sighs> but yeah, Bastion, um, it's, it's such a fun little game. And yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Serendipity, I think it's on sale like right now on the eShop by the time you listen to this. So you could pick it up on your switch i think i bought bought the because i bought the ps3 version for a song i got it for free on my vita nice nice yeah that that was kind of interesting and i tried to play that one first and then was like you know this game kind of sucks on this tiny screen so now it needs a big beautiful screen yep i mean i I play it on the switch and like in uh handheld mode and yeah i mean that was fine but like it did it did occasionally like 
I think I accidentally like would push the kid off, the, off like the edge of the stage or some because I I wasn't like I sometimes like lose where he was. Oh yeah, I'm I was really bad about that too. But I I'm off I'm bad about that in any video game I play where for some reason I don't see the borders. I don't know if I just have bad depth depth perception or what, but I'm I will always fall off of something in a game. <laughs> yeah, and it has that um that isometric view that like I don't know yeah, 2D and, going into 3D so and normally isometric games kind of get on my nerves um because of the controls but th- I mean this game is one of the most beautifully controlling games I've ever played J- just smooth smooth playing tight controls um so so I will say that it was sometimes for me it was it was a little too busy I mean, like uh, the, yeah. the amount of stuff going on on the screen like and uh, not like enemies well that too but um the environment always dropping down around you and and there's a lot of pieces of environment <laughs> that continue yep. to, to drop down so um i don't know i don't it's not like i need games to be barren or anything um no just it, it <laughs> yeah it's, it's not definitely... really a criticism it's just i i well, could have I done mean, with a little you... less clutter yeah, I, I think those are fair can... points you can you can call that criticism. No, because uh, so I mean, it, it, the point is, but like to me, it wasn't like that much of a thing to where like I'm I'm feeling critical about it. Like that's I guess that's what I was trying to say. Like it's just an observation more than anything because it's like Bastion is within like it's reasonable. Like even even the 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 busyness of it, it it's kept reasonable. Other games overdo it way more, and then you know then it becomes a criticism. I don't really need it, but it doesn't bother me in this game. No, I, I get you. Um, I, I feel like some sometimes some games can be a little bit too much eye candy, and <laughs> that that yeah. can be kind of a bad thing because I will. Um, I, I could definitely feel the eye strain when some of these indie games get really colorful. I think yeah. um, Artful Escape I played recently was kind of like that. Where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to go look at something a little dull for a while because my eyes are kind of burned in. Um, if if I had anything to complain about about the graphics, it was that the rising up style of the levels kind of made it hard to find hidden areas for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I just like basically just went walked around just to see just to find stuff. But yeah, but, but that's just that's just kind of my natural way of playing stuff games like this anyway. Okay, well, if we don't have anything else to say about uh, Bastion. Then we can move on to Transistor, which was that was their next game, um, released originally on uh, the PS4 and Xbox on May twentieth, twenty fourteen. So th- roughly three years later, um, it, it, this this one was kind of interesting because it, it went from being kind of a colorful fa- fantasy world with chibi characters to a, a more realistic techno world, but well, with an Art Nouveau style. What? Which was, yeah, realistic. I, I I say I mean compared to the Bastion characters, which were really chibi. You know, oh, you're just talking about the character design. No, yeah. I don't even know if I agree with that. <laughs> okay, that that doesn't say real. That doesn't say realistic, but like you know, less stylized is what I'm trying to say. Um, maybe I don't know what I'm trying to say. I I, I don't. It's get... different. It's, it's definitely yeah. like it. You can't confuse it for being part of the same like game world. Yeah. it's very different. 
Yeah, for for me, it seemed like it was very different because you, the the Bastion characters are very cute and chibi style. You know, very very cute and kind of colorful and cuddly. And this lady, look at the uh, the lady Red and Transistor Red. looks like right out of a uh, um, Art Nouveau poster, and a lot mm. of the artwork was inspired yeah. by that. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Red runs around with a big sword and kills robots. Only there's a lot more to the story yeah. than just I've- that. I love that the robots are called process. Well, apparently they are. I don't know. (laughs) There's so much I don't know. Yeah, yeah, this game game expects you to to like just fucking like just like try to piece shit together. Hmm. Yeah. um... I mean, so when I when I when I turned it off the first time, like after my first session I don't, I don't know how long, let's say like 20 to like like half an hour and then i like just it was late at night so i took a break so i had to go back the next day and see okay wait did i fucking like inadvertently push a button and skip the like intro that sets everything up or is was i was i meant to like read the i don't know the graphic novel file because i played it on steam like was there like um <laughs> a downloadable like graphic novel that sets it up that i skipped over you know like final fantasy 15 like what did, what did i do wrong because this no. is making no sense whatsoever and no I don't, it's pretty much yeah that's it yeah no uh, it, no, it, no yeah no it doesn't have a graphic novel it just starts like that yeah yeah it, it starts you out in the middle of the game and you are basically having to piece together what happened just like the character and that's kind of a neat storytelling mechanic that not a lot of, like a lot of games try to do and not, not a lot of games pull it off well i think this game pulled it off well although i can be kind of dense so i still had to go look at go find a wikipedia to figure out what was going on but yeah, yeah. I, get it. I got nothing yeah i feel so like don't... i feel like i'm still confused about like what like why certain characters were doing things but like the villains or yeah the villains no, well, mean, yeah. there were no other characters so yeah well, that's it everybody in this game is a villain except for red mm-hmm. and, and, and and the, the sword and, and the transistor and the sword. and her sword her sword boyfriend her sword boyfriend and well, you don't find that out until later but it is one I of mean, those sorry go ahead ryan i feel like i i feel like you're not even told that you just fit you're just naturally figure it out but bastion did that too I mean, yeah. Yeah. Bastion yeah. starts you off. It doesn't, there's no preamble. There's nothing. The narrator says, you know, something like the kid got up and basically shit had hit the fan. Now go. Um, and as you, but you know what, with, with Bastion, I mean, this was my experience with Transistor anyway, with Bastion, I was able to piece it together. So yeah, Kelly, you're right. You're meant to piece it together, but I failed miserably in Transistor. Like I, I never got any anything beyond probably just the most like surface layer obvious crap and it i mean that really to me that kind of affected my enjoyment a lot <laughs> i don't yeah. need things like spelled out but um, yeah I, no <laughs> yeah i i had a kind of a hard time figuring things out too um i mean i th- like I like some of the terminal logs would like describe like the, oh the process epidemic and I literally for so long I literally thought it was like a fucking disease that was like affecting people for some reason. Mm. I think it is. There's more to it than just it's the robots. Like there's the robots. 
I mean, there were, there were, uh, so first of, you know, it's a short game. So it's not like I, I didn't spend hours and hours like confused, but there were multiple times where I kind of doubled back on what I thought was going on and, and decided like, oh no, I think I misinterpreted. Like at some point, I remember thinking that everything was kind of in her head. Like this is all just like a, uh, it's like a physical manifestation of, of some sort of like trauma, right? Everything is representing something else that it's act- like, this isn't the real world. This is like cyberspace or just like her dream state or, but no, I mean, I think it is, I think it is like meant to be actual world. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> there were just, and there were a lot of other cases like that where I just, so the only time when I thought, so when you find when you, when you make it to the first boss, the first member of the camarada, right? I think is what they're called. Yep. Uh. Um, it gives you either before, I think, I guess it's after you, after you beat her, it gives you a little, um, like a little scene, like a little cinematic scene of where it takes you back to the beginning of the game of what happened right before the game started, where the four, I don't know, quote unquote, bad guys show up, I guess at her nightclub, because she's a, she's like a cabaret singer. Well, maybe not cabaret, she's, but she's like a famous opera singer. singer. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Opera, she's a like singer. Well known. She's like successful. Yeah. And they show up at at her nightclub um and i guess that's when it explains like it shows you that they're the ones who killed her friend <laughs> well, i think they were oh, trying yeah. to kill they were trying to kill her and her friend <laughs> took the sword hit for her and yeah, got absorbed okay. into the sword for yeah. just a moment i i remember thinking like oh yes like okay we're finally getting to the point where i'm i'm not, i was only meant to like be kept in the dark for the first hour or so and now things will get pieced together but then that stopped also and nothing nothing ever got any clearer past that point and um i don't know i I found it to be like i like i like the idea behind like just kick things off in the middle of the story and kind of get there like piece it together yourself like it's an okay idea but i found it it was uh it frustrated me in transistor like yeah like i felt I feel like I'm still not completely sure what I'm supposed to take away from it. Yeah, and, and a lot of people that I've and talked I mean, to that played Transistor kind of thinks that the the story is the weakest part of the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, like I could, really, I could, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, I I read some like some some high praise for it. Like, um, what was that? Uh, some of the phrases that I remember is a. Uh, like uh, morally gray villains, like um, mm-hmm. villains that have, I guess, a good reasoning. But I mean, I didn't find re- bad or good reasoning, like for any of their of for any of their actions. Like I don't know, it, none of it resonated with me on the yeah. story level, unfortunately. I, I I think what confused me is like, okay, so like, so they technically were trying to do a good thing, but for some reason I'm supposed to fight them. What was I, the good like, thing? What was it? Like well, they were from, gonna... from what from what I understood, the game, or rather, the the city is falling apart. So they're yeah. putting they're putting people in a digital world to save them from the city collapsing. Is what, what? I took yeah. away. From <laughs> where is this? Where was all that hidden? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I think I I think I was like I think. Oh yeah, I think that's what the like, those like ability like files were were pointing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because each of the ability files are kind of the consciousness of a person. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you pick up your sword, which is 
I don't know. I guess in retrospect, it's your boyfriend. It's it's well, it's got a name the, on it when you look so- it up. The sword is not the boyfriend. The, well, his soul is a, like the voice from the sword. Um, but then right, like as you pick up other hmm items, but they're not really items. You just you, like there's just like things in the environment, and when you interact with them, sometimes you get a new um, ability. And when you look the ability up in the menu, it tells you about some city, some some high profile citizen of of whatever town they're in. I forget what the name of it is. Um, like a like a I don't know like a like what was it like one of them was like a streetcar racer and one of them was a uh, an artist. Uh, somebody was a, um, a clothing designer was one of them. And if you use the ability, it unlocks little pieces of these characters background story but yeah i read as much as i could like anything i unlocked i read yeah and i, I failed to see how any of it ties in with the game actually i think it's i think you're supposed, you're supposed to like be able to like piece together like how this world how this how the how like the, the i think you're supposed to like somehow like piece together something so, so that was so the difference to me is like Bastion, cool. All you really need to say is the calamity. Like that word describes yeah. it already. And I it felt, was just I felt, yeah, it does a good job. Like get like yeah, the calamity is like oh because well, it's yeah. a force, right? Like shit yeah. happened. But mm-hmm. in transistor, there's like human villains, and you know like they need motivation. I didn't I didn't catch the motivation. I didn't I didn't even know who they really are. I, were uh, i didn't know who i was it's a i don't know it's um the, the setup is less it's it's messy the word is it's messy yeah. it is yeah. it's, it's more like bastion well, is so opaque. um what's the word where it's just like a it feels like they tried to cram way too much world building and too small of a game. Because I, at first, I tried to read like what every terminal said, had to say. Um, yeah. And after a while, I just started skimming them because uh, I figured out that like, the terminals kind of don't mean Jack at, at this well, point. The, it's the whole like point. Voting, the, like voting on the weather and stuff. Well, the whole point of the term, well, a lot of the point of the terminals is that it's like the only way that Red can actually communicate uh, communicates to, to the transistor because because she lost her voice. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Can't she only hum? Yeah. Yeah. There's even there's even a button where where she'll just like stand around and the spotlight will like shine on her while she hums, which is kind of mm. nice. Mm. Very sweet. Um, I think like the word I was looking for is Bastion is just like universal. Like it has it has these like universal things like the kid and the cla- the cataclysm, right? But Transistor is more pointed. Like it it needs. Well, I, I'd say it's less universal and more like more straightforward. I think. Well, I mean like. I mean, but, I, I guess relatively. I didn't get from it. No, no, I mean Bastion's straightforward. Oh yeah, 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 right, and right, and Transistor it's, was trying to tell a more. Yeah, I think it was like distinguished story, I guess, or like more. It, it was it was going for something. It was yeah. more ambitious story. It definitely, it, so it didn't work with me for sure. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not even certain if it worked for me, but. I definitely, I definitely think there was something, there was, there was definitely something there. I mean, I didn't really care about the overarching story, but what I ended up caring about a lot was um, Red and the uh, trans and her sword. 
her friend yes. that got trapped because um, at, at one point some distortion kind of causes the sword to blip out and it, it sounds like he's yeah. getting drunk and then and he says you know how much I love you Red uh, I'm like wait what yeah and yeah. then it's it's when you first encounter the like the weird beast boss um I think the, the game calls him the spine yeah, yeah. The spine and he and transistor's speech goes very yeah like he's like drugged or in in duress and to be fair like that you know that does sound it sounds bad like mm-hmm. it's um as in like oh some bad shit is happening to that other character mm-hmm. so i can definitely see why why you reacted to that yeah well i feel like there was this attempt at telling a love story in a really it's hard because I like the idea of Transistor's world. I like I like the darkness. Oh, I like the seediness. I like the fact yeah. that and I what, I what I truthfully took from the villains, I thought they were kind of more like a, a corporate mafia. Mm-hmm. And that to me made more sense when I yeah, interpreted yeah. it that way because it was like, here are these people who, you know, they're dealing in robotic intelligence, they're toying with people's lives and Red and the sword are just kind of the the pinnacle of that. Um, I think back to there's a fight with Sybil, and Sybil, um, okay, she no, was one of the more uncomfortable characters because she's uh, she's in love with Red, and Red can't even communicate to her that she doesn't love her back. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that that's a that's a thing. Yep, <laughs> that that's the uh, thing you get by reading her um her bio, I think. Yeah. Yep. Like there's I, there's I no communication that. to that, and it's when you get well, the information, it's yeah. it's very strange. But the, the, yeah. you won't even like unlock that unless you use the ability you get from yeah. her. Unless you, if you, the item that ever she, the item you get by defeating well, her, you have yeah. to actually equip it. And yes. and you ha- and you have to like equip. You have to like use it in different in like different yeah. like uh, slots because so each item can be used as a an active ability, active, uh, a support pa- ability, uh, up, or a up, passive upgrade perk. and and passive. Yeah, yeah. And each one, like, each each way that you equip it unlocks another piece of its story. So you would have to like do that with all of them, each item yeah. in in every yeah. possible slot, and then read the information if you wanted to catch all of it. Well, so, yeah. And that was a stupid way of doing it, honestly. Yeah, it was. It's because not. I well, pe- sorry. I don't mean to keep getting off. People bitch about having to read logs anyway. So having to, you know, put get, put the log in each part of the puzzle so that mm. you could read it is is just not intuitive. I think it's. A, see, I well, like it stuff help. like that. Well, I well, think the what matters is, like, is. Go ahead. Well, no, I feel like the problem is like it's it's a fucking chore to have to switch the stuff around because you have yeah. to like unequip you have to like unequip stuff and then like because it's like you have to like <laughs> it doesn't the U, the UI is not exactly the most intuitive with this. Well, no problem for me because shit was constantly being unequipped for me whether I wanted it or not. <laughs> oh no, oh, yeah, because well, yeah, well, if well, you get hit, it gets yep. unequipped automatically. <laughs> yeah, there was not a single battle that went by that I didn't lose. Uh, that I didn't lose one of my abilities, and then I have to <laughs> always re-equip it later, every time. Oh, I I was so bad at that battle system. I I don't think yeah, I us... grasped what you were supposed to do until the very end of the game. Mm. Yeah, it's, I felt... when we get yeah, more into it, that'll yeah, be the I... one place where I actually have like some praise for the game with the combat system. But um, no, you know, I, I 
you know, I'm used to these indie games like Undertale where you have a character that's trying to be nice to you and then they're just going to completely stab you in the back. So, you know, the, the way the sword was talking, I thought, oh, God, he's luring her in into something i just know it and to find out that the sword was not only her boyfriend but all of the banter the whole time where he's very encouraging the whole game where it's like you and me are going to do this red we'll get through it together and realizing that the 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 praise was genuine it just hit me in the feels so hard yep so that when you get to that ending and should i spoil it you can spoil it it's it's an old game it's it's eight years old when um, Red stabs herself with the sword, the sword to be with her lover, and the whole time the sword is begging her not to, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yep. No. I I cried. I, I, oh, I was, like a I, bitch. I, I, I didn't see I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't see that. it coming either. So ugh. it's very Romeo and Juliet in a very strange way. It's. It's an uncomfortable moment, too. Like, it's both really sad, but it's just one of those, like, you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, like, what is actually happening in front of me? And, like, no, I'm I'm not okay with this. I was there panicking, going, like, what are you doing? Don't do that! Oh, my God. Mm -mm. I don't want to, like, upset anybody, but I was, to me, I was just like, oh, does this mean the credits are finally rolling? Thank you for (laughs) ending that. (laughs) I, I'm a sap for romance, and 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 yeah, I, I didn't really care for the rest of the story, but that that kind of tragic romance, um, mm. that that shit'll get me every time. And I, you know, seeing him, seeing them together in the end credits in whatever this virtual world is made me cry. And then I went upstairs. Oh, yeah. the con- I, I went upstairs the and told my husband or something. See you. They keep saying, "See you in the country," or. Yeah. The dog has gone to the country, or I think that's what they call it. Well, that kind of makes some sense because maybe in this world, like, you know, the it's so dystopian, right? Like the city is, I don't know, hell. And when you die, you finally get to be free of this like dirty city that they're in and you go to the country. Yeah. But I, I went upstairs and I'm like telling my husband, like, so I was playing this game where I thought the whole time the sword was going to betray me, but then the sword ended up loving me because my boyfriend's conscience was in the sword. So I stabbed myself with the sword to be with my sword's conscience in the sword. And he's just looking at me like I'm rambling like a drunk idiot. And I'm like, no, it, it makes sense at all in the context of the game, but the point is, I love you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> then it doesn't either. Now go play that game where you get to date all your weapons. Oh, you mean I, boyfriend dungeon? Yeah, okay, yeah. I can't remember if I played this before or after, you but have before. twenty sword boyfriendos. Yeah, boyfriendos, eh? Meanwhile, and there's the, also a girl and a non-binary option. I don't know. But I couldn't date the sword that I really wanted, or the axe that I really wanted to date in that game. And then the sword that I thought was hot ended up dumping me. So also Life, that, game, that game was very unfinished, and I was very disappointed. I had wasted money on it. But that's another backtrack. Yeah. Another backtrack <laughs> for another day. But the point is, I loved my sword boyfriend in this game. And it was my favorite part about the story that didn't have a lot of really terribly good parts. It's maybe but, the one thing that I'm going to remember mean, about it, like five years from now, because yeah, it's the only thing I really kind of caught on to. Yeah. I mean, it is an emotional core, certainly. 
did y'all not like the music in this? Oh, the, the music, music no, no, is no. my music's favorite nice. part. Music's nice. True. Forgot I mean, granted, I, I, I don't think I can actually remember notes, but it was nice. I adore the soundtrack for this game actually slightly more than Bastion. Um, I again, I think the songs and especially for the spine boss fight in particular, where Red is singing "Climbing the Spine," is just such a fantastic. Like Ashley Barrett has an amazing voice, and I think she just weaves so much emotion into her vocals that it's just you listen to it and it's it's chilling. It's haunting it's uncomfortable and the story is not the greatest part of transistor but i do think the way that the music weaves itself into the story does a great job of providing a bit of an emotional agency for it mm-hmm. even though like it's very confusing at times like hearing so- all the songs in the scenes themselves like i found myself quite connected to it um, even though I do agree that the story is kind of a mess and doesn't doesn't hit its full potential, because I don't even know if it knew what its potential fully was at times. And and I will admit, as as good as the music was in Bastion, I kind of got a little tired of the guitar plucking towards the end of it. Um, <laughs> versus Transistor, where it seemed like every area kind of had a different tune to it, and I, I appreciated it very much. In um. I, I don't know specifically, but I just heard it when I was rewatching some footage for Bastion. There's some some other yeah. I, I think the guitar plucking is pretty pretty prevalent in that game, but <laughs> yeah, there, it is. There's some other it stuff. Feels pretty there's, some other, there's some other influences too, though. Um, there, so there, I I, I, def, I heard one song for sure that sounded kind of like uh, best I can describe it like like Middle Eastern influence, like like other yeah. like yep. like, mm, like geographically diverse music in there as well which is kind of neat <laughs> and and just i think it was in our last episode i made a point about how i i really dislike uh game songs with actual like sung vocals um but transistor is one is would be one of the exceptions to that because yeah i know even even i'll admit that the music worked really well there and and i usually don't like actual singing in games but that's it like i, say, I think yeah I think that what Supergiant does compared to other, you know, developers who include vocals in their music is there is a specific and purposeful reason why the vocal tracks exist in all the games. It's not just because, like, again, Ashley Barrett has beautiful vocals. Like, like, let's not even put that on the table. She's amazing. But it's more that the vocals have some sort of connection to what is exactly happening and if you listen to like the lyrics of some of the songs in Transistor in particular, it is telling the game's story in different parts. And again, I think that's very unique compared to other games that include vocals as an option. Because it's not just, the song just is there sometimes. And I think that's one of my frustrations with games that have vocal tracks. Because it's it's there, but it doesn't feel fully connected or fully integrated sometimes. Whereas in this game, because Red is a vocalist, you're basically picturing these songs as though she is the one singing them, even though she's missing her voice. Mm-hmm. So I think the songs in Transistor and Bastion as well, they're very powerful and very telling to the kind of world that the developers were trying to create, the kind of narrative agency they wanted to create. I think there's a reason why music is so integral to their games 
And I mean, again, I am not a video game music aficionado, aficionado. I'm not. But it is one of those things where for me, like anything Supergiant has put out, like I have listened to all the soundtracks for all the games because I do gravitate to the kind of music that they produce in their games. Um, and what I like about Transistor too, just in terms of its music, is the fact that there are a lot of unique uses of instruments. Um, the accordion <laughs> appears in some of the songs. Um, you've got mandolins. You've got um, a lot of electric guitar. And again, this is a seedy world, so you want to have yeah. that feeling of the darkness, the seediness, the grossness of everything. Um, and in that regard, I think the game is fantastic. I think in terms of the way in which it pitches its environment is really great. Even if the actual narrative itself is yeah. kind of lacking, you can't help but feel kind of immersed in the world itself, like the way that it yeah. looks and the way that it feels. Yeah, it's, it's, I, a, it's, a, it's definitely a neat looking world. I think, uh, I think my only uh, crit, crit in that area is that like, is that it, it would, it's, I would occasionally, it, sometimes I would f be so confused about where I could walk. Yeah, maybe. I got lost <laughs> a lot. You guys have, that's twice now, <laughs> Bastion, same thing. Well, no, Bastion wasn't, I think, I thought like Bastion wasn't that bad generally. I mean, it's one of those things where Supergiant is really good at making, at making a lot of their environments kind of busy, both in a good way and a bad way. <laughs> Because <laughs> there was a couple of spots where I got turned around in Transistor and just could not figure out where the, I needed to go next. It just, and ev eventually me, found it. It didn't feel like grounded enough. Like I like, um, what is, I guess, I guess Cyberpunk maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's the closest I can think of to to Transistor. Was it meant to be kind of like a cyber, like a well dystopian, right? It, yeah. it is very cyberpunk and it is very dystopian. It's also very noir. It borrows mm -hmm. from a lot of different kinds of stories. That's why, like I mentioned, the idea of it being like organized crime, like the villains, because there is a crime story there as well. And that is both, I think, what makes the game interesting, but it's also part of the problem. It's like, again, it threw too many different kinds of elements into the sink, kind of hoping that they'd all mm -hmm. work together and they don't fully work together. I mean, I'll be honest, though, that's my same issue with Cyberpunk 2077, but we'll get to that eventually, where I'm going to uh, yell at it for a whole I'm year. Looking, for looking forward to that podcast. Cool. <laughs> it's That'll cap out the year, because it'll be an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know but, what? Like The combat in this game is weird, and I know we haven't oh, talked about that yet. Oh, hmm. This game is slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely... We, well, it depends on what you mean by weird. Like, it's unique. I mean, so that's what I will say. Like, man, uh, Super Giant sure knows how to pack stuff into their like into their gameplay systems. I I definitely wasn't hmm, bored <laughs> by. Yeah. The, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't satisfied really, but I wasn't bored. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the battle system's interesting because it's like, yeah, it's a very like I think I think I heard I remember hearing like back in the day that it was similar to Parasite Eve's battle system, and yet kind yeah, kind of it is. Oh, it it does have that a... slowness to it, where it's we're going to attack, but we're also going to make time a time gap there. But we're also going to attack and then move again, and it's a lot. 
Also, I, I don't also love it, the combat in Transistor. <laughs> Um, so, so I had an issue where I played Hades. The, Hades was my first super giant game, yeah. and Hades is, is is an action RPG, just through and through. Yeah, very fast paced, very constant action, and the game's designed like that. And then going going yeah. from that to Transistor, where the idea is that you're supposed to pull it to press whatever button it is and plan out your attack yeah and it's it's like a slow moving atb bar in in a way and that fucked me up through for the majority of the game well enemies would fucking send attacks that you that'd be hard they're hard to dodge yeah that too um like like like, like, i swear towards the end of that game where those like those guys would send those like those like red things at you, and it, it would they would just take off like so much of your health. Those goddamn satellites that would make shit immune yeah. that you couldn't even see because they'd always be behind the shit. leaders. Oh Jesus! Yes. Every time I got in a fight that had one but, of those fuckers, I just wanted to just throw <laughs> my Joy-Con. Got those are basically just those fucking like. Hey, take that! Take this this bar before you can do the actual damage. It might as well just be that. Yeah. Um, that being the, said, I I think I used a perk where it would activate the little thingies for like five minutes because that was the other frustrating thing too is that you had to go gather them or the uh, mob would respawn. But um, I I did one yeah. of those perks to where it would activate him for a little little bit and i think they would either distract the other uh robots or explode i can't remember which but something involving that i played this um on steam and my first session i played using or tried using keyboard and mouse and that was horrendous um because the uh the attacks are mapped to the number keys and you're trying to uh and it's like you well it's like ryan was saying that shit is the enemy attacks are hard to dodge and so you're constantly moving and trying yeah, i think the idea is, is also, that, i think the idea the is that yeah i think the idea is that you're you would use like those like walls to to get away from them but yeah there's a little like obstacles but uh nothing is so nothing including in combat or the ui is explained i think very well it kind of rely, relies on you to figure out how things work um so that and I mean, when I switched to a gamepad, that made such a difference. Yeah. Just in, in terms of like being able to just like do battle. I mean, I still I didn't love it and I still got my ass handed to me, but at least it was more of a like a level playing field. I mean, I appreciate it at least, even even if it's not very handholdy. I mean, I, I appreciate it that you could customize the controls to however you desired. But at the same time, it would frustrate me when, for example, the uh, dodge roll would get uh, what? What were the abilities called? The dodge roll part uh, or chip? It was would like get. a dash or something like that. Yeah, yeah the dash. Oh god, when that, that one a, would get um, knocked out. That, and it's like, oh great, I can't dash for a while. I found that to be really yeah. useless because, yeah, it, it it moves you quickly for a second, but then you have like a re- a moment of recovery time. Where whatever you're dashing from catches right back up with you. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and also I, there's not a lot of space to dash around in. Yeah, it, so it can definitely. Yeah, some of the some of the battles can feel cl- a little tight, close together. I mean, I like the dash button because I liked being able to get away. Wait, there was stuff, but was that's there a, my playstyle. Dash button? Where? 
Or no, the, the dash. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the dash. Yeah, ability. yeah, that ability. I, I was just so confused because you said dash button. Sorry. Um, not, so, not, not your fault. I was confused. I mean, it was pretty cool how every ability can be paired up with other ones as like what we were saying earlier. Like if you use one as the actual um, like combat ability and then equip another one in its support slot, it gives you different, like it buffs up the ability in different ways. And there's enough different um, unlockable abilities in the game to make a ton of combinations possible. So there's, so that was, I mean, that was kind of like my, my moment of praise for the game. Even like I didn't love the combat, but man, there's a ton of flexibility in it. Yeah, the I mean, yeah. you could play around with those builds for a while. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah that I, said, that, that the was first definitely four my... you get were the ones I I just was like, yep, I'm fine with those. Now at least I know what button to push to do a a close range attack, and those, I was just the it's the same four I kept the entire game. <laughs> I admit I love the battle system and concept, but I'm a person who needs a little bit of speed mm-hmm. in my battles, and yeah. Transistor did not have that for me. And it's one of those, like, again, there was lots of neat ideas with the battle system. And again, just for me, it never quite hit its full potential. And it's funny because we're going to get to, you know, Pyre and um, Hades next. And both of those are closer to... (laughs) It's funny because Pyre is kind of slow too, but it's basketball, so you kind of half expect that. Whereas, you know, Hades just moves so fast that you're like holy shit, like, I can't keep up with what's happening on the screen, but I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, again, oh, Hades. Hades is pure Hades. chaos. And that that's what I like about just these two games is I really do think they... Stranger of Final Fantasy was pure chaos. <laughs> no, that's, that's for hating chaos. You're gonna go kill him. I think Transistor set the bar in an interesting place, because when we move to Pyre, you'll kind of see that that same level of experimentation is in Pyre, but I think Pyre is a much more refined game because I think all the bits work better on a whole than what Transistor did. I think Transistor yeah. just was a bunch of interesting ideas that just did never fully connected. Whereas I think Bastion, part of the issue on that one is they hit it out of the park so well with that first game mm-hmm. that Transistor could never live up to it. I like Transistor, but even I can acknowledge that it's like they they had their work cut out for them for it was that. Too second. ambitious. I think so, and I yeah. think the other I, issue is I just mean, it set I the got, bar. And oh, don't get me wrong, I will take Transistor over. Oh, I don't know what's a crappy game. Uh, Lunar Dragon Song is a cheap shot. Oh, I mean, I'll take Transistor over like I don't know some random AAA game mess. Uh, yeah, Disgaea 6 is a good one. I mean, Transistor is over before you know it. I remember... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's the thing. So, first I, boss, fighter, I can't help you win. Second boss is the spine. I'm not... I guess it's a boss, but it wasn't one of, like, the four camarada guys, and so I wasn't 100% sure if I counted it. Then I got to the next... Because um, that's her thing, right? She's trying to track down the camarada. And when you get to the, the, the next one, you walk in and there's two of them in a room and they're already dead. And uh, I was like, holy uh-huh. shit. I, like, I'm, I'm, I've gone through almost almost all of them. And I, I went online just to kind of like gauge my progress to see how much more they're like, okay, is it going to be one of those things where like the last guy in the, in the quartet, now I have to spend like eight hours tracking him down. Like he's going to be a pain in the ass to deal with. And I looked it up online and basically, nope, like 
another hour and you're done with the game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, the hell? I've only fought no one boss welcome. so far. <laughs> Uh, so happy. <laughs> so that that last boss fight where yeah. the guy yeah. has the same powers as you, and you basically have to outlast him. Yeah, it was a pretty cool that, boss fight. That's cool. Yeah. That was neat. Yeah, that was neat. I don't, but I don't understand why and he it's did. Also, it's also, I think it's yeah, but it is. He cool. had the same sword. Why? I know there's yeah, got to be I a reason, but I just don't I get don't, it. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't know, man. The story's so weird. Yeah, I, I well, we messy, whatever. So yeah. my point plus it's like from earlier. Plus it's like one of only two times I've actually like game over in this game. Oh yeah, I think maybe I did too. Um, yeah, I think I died once or twice on him. So yeah. I, I like the the storytelling device of like logs and stuff. Usually I I like, but uh, I think so. I, like I needed to put my finger on why it was, and I couldn't figure it out. So it didn't work for me here because I like it when it's um, like optional, like world building. But when your when your fucking main and only core story comes from that, and it's completely missable, then I don't understand the reasoning yep. behind doing it that way. <laughs> no, and I, I think, and again, that is a super valid criticism for that game. I think the way in which it handled some of its story elements by kind of almost gating them hmm. does the story and the game itself a huge disservice. It does. I mean, I will give him credit for like actually like in like making it a, a diegetic in the game, like you were, yeah, whatever. Passive storytelling, I think, is what that's called, where it it doesn't come out and tell you the story directly, but you pick up on it from. Well, I know more about like the weather patterns from interacting with the terminals because yeah. that to me seemed less optional because you actually find them when you explore you click on them you read the it's like it's one little paragraph of text i know more about that than i know about the motivations of the villains and that's probably not great yeah yeah it, the story is not conveyed the best to be fair so there were there were two things that i remember when i when i looked up the game ahead of time of like there were two big praises like that i recall one of them was like I said, like uh, characters, villains that are morally ambiguous. And okay, that sounded okay. Um, I didn't didn't work for me, but sounded neat. The other one was something. <laughs> the way it was phrased was something like, "Do you want do you want your ears caressed by the the sweet narrator, the voice of the narrator? You know, basically Bastion, right? Um, and we haven't mentioned like that yet at all about Transistor, but it's the same idea where the protagonist is silent and the only and so the sword is talking to her but it's basically narrating the story the transistor is hmm. and i did not think it worked like it did in like in bastion it worked and here well, it did not i mean the thing is like in bastion like it was basically felt like uh the the narrator was talking to you specifically whereas in transistor the narrator was specifically talking to red yeah, but in a in like an unnatural way, it was all these like clipped sentences going in the door. Don't do that. Oh, now I understand. And that would be the whole conversation. And I like I don't understand. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is happening? It, maybe it's just my general mindset was just too frustrated at this point, and I couldn't I couldn't even enjoy that part of it. I mean, I I can certainly see how that that would be frustrating. I think it's a different narrator too. I don't, I don't think it's the same voice actor. It Sounds is similar. Logan Cunningham. It, it's it's it the same, same voice one. actor. 
I actually looked. I actually looked up the credits in the menu. It, it's same guy. I oh. thought it sounded slightly different, but okay, fair enough. I mean, voice actors are known to do that sometimes. Well, yeah, some voice actors can actually do more than one voice. Yeah. Well, you um, knew. I feel like it was too much trying to be. Hey, let's do what we did with Bastion and do that again. I mean, sometimes you get something that works. It worked that time. Yeah, it worked that time. But but I think anyway, I I really get the feeling that your mileage varies. I think if if like if the combat like works for you, you might be motivated to go give it a second playthrough, and then you might actually catch more bits of the story than I did. I think I don't know. This one wasn't for me. I mean, I I feel like it was the perfect length of game, and that if it would have been any longer it would have wore out its welcome for me really quick yeah. i mean i feel like yeah. they almost they almost ex- they almost encourage replaying it because like when, literally when you finish it, it it literally will just bring you to to uh like you literally just oh, yeah. start over right there there and mm-hmm. there yeah and you get to keep your um on like, yeah. whatever bits you've unlocked so far of the the text and stuff like that you, i think you get to keep yeah i mean I don't know if they're trying to fight club it where it see the story seems different the second time. Knowing uh, I, what I, you know, I, br- I briefly looked. I briefly looked it up on Wikipedia. It doesn't seem like the story itself changes, but uh, uh, hmm. it's. I mean, there's no way you probably caught it all the first time because there's just too much like unlockable um, text, like uh, the the, diff- the different abilities have too much hmm. to probably get it all. I just don't understand what what difference it makes if I know who the seamstress was and like read all about her life. Yeah. That, no, I, I, I get it. Yeah. It, it doesn't mm. feel, it, it just feels like you don't really, it just feels like it just throws that stuff without like any context for why it's there. There. That's, I was trying to put it that way and you, you put it perfectly. I think that's what I'm saying. But, I know you um, said the, 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 the game was like the perfect length and I agree in like in that I wanted it to also end, but I, well, I I gotta yeah, kind of wonder. It was certainly the perfect game, length for me because. Yeah, no, perfect, right? But I yeah, but the but stuff well, in it, I feel like wants a longer game. Like, it's not long enough to deal with the content that it's trying to set up. Maybe the world building needs more to be like fleshed out. And I think uh, uh well, I think for me it was like four hours to get through, and four hours isn't enough to to really to to do the storytelling that they were trying to go for maybe yeah i I think it took me like seven to eight hours but that's also because i was definitely like doing a few of those like those challenge rooms yeah yeah, challenge rooms that's that's what i meant i did a couple of those i I I usually stay away from that crap no i don't be honest i don't know why i did the challenge rooms because do you all all you get out of it is experience isn't it yeah i mean yeah you get some experience Uh, and i'm not sure I don't know. The more experience, yeah. sorry, the more you level up, the more slots that you unlock. Yeah, and and like abilities and stuff. Because I wanted to have as many slots as pos- possible, because I did like being able to, uh, um, you know, c- customize like, my build and kind of play around. Yeah, with, like, like, what- yeah, like I, I definitely complained a bit about how like it it was definitely like a bit of a chore to switch stuff around, but I still I definitely like doing that. I like I like like switch around my build and stuff. See what yeah. sh- shit can do. Yeah, because um, you know the, the the abilities that you get are, are so you each one is so unique. Yeah, and be, being able to add kind of side perks to them, um, it, it just makes for a fun time. You know, 
do, doing the customizations and seeing exactly which build fits, fits your play style, and I was really appreciating mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Including that, you know, everything can also be a passive ability, and each passive ability does a different thing too. And obviously, the more the more you level up, the more slots that you unlock for that. Um, I didn't hit the. I don't know what the level cap is. I know I didn't hit it because I think you can get like four passive slots or something crazy, like that. I I'm gonna assume it's twenty. The level cap is twenty four because I look just from looking through like the trophies on the PS4. Mm-hmm. But I I, I will say level, I level eleven when I finished it. I, yeah I, I, yeah level eleven. That's where it was. I, I will say though I do appreciate that safe room and how relaxing that place is i want to go to that yeah. place for real that was nice that was a nice little room <laughs> well, hammock, can, a robot can, puppy you can play I, th- your dog thing robot whatever i uh i had some funny funny dialogue from this from the sword where i'd, I'd kick around the ball and he'd be like take that ball <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh a couple of times and then he would cute. call the he would call the dog a good boy even though Fuck those dogs in the actual game itself. Oh yeah, those those, <laughs> those are annoying. Damn it, game! You made me hate dogs, <laughs> and I'm not normally like that. But to be fair, they're robot dogs. Yeah, um, robot dogs are more valid to dislike. Um, that I mean, you, you sound like you didn't enjoy that much of your time with the game, Pascal. I hope you didn't pay a lot for it. Uh, probably not, but. It's I I don't know. It's been in my Steam library for a long time. I have no idea what I paid. Because I I don't think I've paid that. Well, Hades is an exception, but the older games I don't think I've paid more than like seven bucks for any game Supergiant has done. They they go on sale all the time, and they all go on sale for pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not sure how much I paid for it, but I definitely think I I definitely pretty sure it was definitely on a sale. Um, I think Bastion was one of the first games I bought for my Switch just because when yeah. it, it, it yeah, hit when I that got... first year and it was super cheap. Like, well, I have nothing else to play yeah. on this. Oh, yeah. Like, when I got my Switch, like, two years ago, that's, like, actually one of the first games I got when I, just from looking at, like, discounts on the eShop. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, I never finished this. I, sh- I should just play through this sometime. Yeah. And and both of these games are short enough that if you need it, if you're you know in between uh, huge eighty hour RPGs, uh, or if you you're it. if you're if you're still in the middle of like three of them and you need a break, yeah. Or if you're just trying to crank one out before a podcast recording, real quick. Uh, yeah. Also that. I do appreciate you guys' devotion to the show. Uh oh, poor, oh, poor Sam. Yeah, She's playing a turd for next time. Uh yeah. Uh, I might have already threatened to play that myself. Don't. Don't. warn me. I am taking one for the team. I'm taking one for the team. So I can bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that where being, I'm at. That being said, sometimes you got to play a bad game to appreciate the good ones. And yeah, yeah, I remember liking it when I played it, this game when I played it, but we'll, we'll tease that later. Um, I, we've been going about an hour and some change. So, any final thoughts before we take a break and move on to the roundtable? I hate to say, I think we actually yeah. did most of the roundtable in this discussion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll have we'll have a, a round a coffee table when we get back from the break. <laughs> um, but, but any final thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I think I think Transistor is interesting, at least. 
and I, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, like, even I, if I, I, I definitely uh, complained about some things, but uh, I mean, I'd rather have something that's interesting that I complain about, like, than something that's just like this much that I'm not going to remember at all. I do love Red's character design. I, I think yeah, she is beautifully it's, designed. It's, it's a good design for sure. It's a pretty game. I think, I think all the characters look pretty neat. What a shame that most of them you just see in like a, their character art of their like their item screen or something. But even those look like interesting. That's what I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I want more. Like the needed. world needed more building up. Those characters needed more. I don't know. Like, game time. Yeah. I mean, I definitely could have. I don't need like I don't need everything spelled out for me, obviously. But just if, I definitely wouldn't have minded like. Just a little bit more to latch on to. Yeah. No, that's fair. Oh, um, I think we're ready for a break. I know I am. Yes. Yes. We, we're going to have a brief, beautiful musical interlude, and we're going to come back with the mini round table. So stick around. RPG backtrack, and now we're getting into the round table, a, a mini table, if you will. Um, th- th- these games are so short that even though I wrote down questions, we still kind of covered them a little bit. Um, that's okay. It happens with short games like this, you know, you, you get a nearly three hour marathon with Trails last week, and then you get a couple of bite sized games. Um, just like how I like to play, how I like to play stuff in real life, you know, huge eighty-hour game, and then a couple of itty-bitty games. Is that how you guys like to play? Uh, I hate myself right now because I just played <laughs> through two games that were easily over forty hours. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely uh, hate I myself because I definitely hate myself because I'm like in like three different three three RPGs that I I need to get back to eventually. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, since I'm supposed to review two of them. I hate myself because I need to play more RPGs. <laughs> you know, I'm sucked into Picross. Right I don't hate myself. No. I gotta go. RPG oh. breaks are valid. It's they're valid. No, that they are. Um, that that being said, did you guys have a favorite moment in either game? So for me, I would say in Transistor, it was the ending. I love the ending. I was a blubbering mess with the ending. And for Bastion, I'm going to say, I feel like it's the meeting with Zia um, that kind of emotionally hit me with that one. I mean, in general, like Bastion is one of my favorite games and I love all of it. Again, it is in my small camp of five out of fives that I have given it RP Gamer. So um, I, I love all of it, truthfully. So I'm, I'm going to echo you, Sam, with Transistor, and that my favorite moment was the ending, and that it gut-punched me so hard, and I cried, and then I immediately got, got on Discord and yelled at you, jokingly, of yep. course. So like, Sam, what did you 
do to me? I'm sitting, I finished, just finished Transistor tonight. And I'm sitting here bawling and it's all your fault. Yep. And I was perfectly okay with it. And, and you, well, you, cause you knew, you know that I'm an emotional person. Yep. So you knew I was going to bawl yep. my eyes You out. were going to have feelings and I was waiting for you to tell me about your feelings. And it was like, oh God, I, I love a sappy romance story. And that was just chef's kiss. Excellent. But also well, tragic. It was both- Give me sap, but give me death. <laughs> they did both. <laughs> um, That's what Bastion. indie games to me are. Like, I love that about maybe, maybe not. I mean, like you guys were saying, now there's like so many, but like that. Hmm. <laughs> can, can we call it like the golden era of indie games? No, it, it's Xbox truly a golden days. era. No, it, it's it's beautiful how much unique stuff is coming out. We've Isn't got um, great. We've got a backtrack, I think, this year for Eichenfell, which is going to be an mm-hmm. interesting one to talk about yes. because, you know, great great story and a representation and just such a fun little game. But, I just think, like, pound for pound, right? Like, AAA versus indie. I think indie is so much more consistent also for its, you know, price and often, I think, the length of the game, if you consider those factors as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more consistently giving... Uh, games that are memorable and worth playing and then like that emotional core i mean some sure you you get them from AAA sometimes but not as consistently and then no. for rpgs the AAA ones like to outstay their welcome sometimes so. yeah i mean i mean don't get me wrong i i love my AAA trash i wouldn't have a, a copy of stranger of paradise on, on its way from amazon right now oh. at full price if i didn't but Indies are just better at telling stories these days, and I think it's because they're not their eyes aren't clouded by money. They just want to tell a good story or have a yeah, fun they're, fun they're gameplay. So Sorry, guys, just, you can, go ahead. I like I like when when you find out who's who's the the person on staff or who is the person in your circle of friends who knows about like which indie games are worth like spending your 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 time and money on. Listen to that person. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I would say. Like I like I could think of one or two people on the RP Gamer Discord, and they're, they're like super into indie games. And every time I've they've not steered me wrong. Like if I've, I've if I've heard, like kind of low key um, eavesdropped on them gushing about a game and tried it out, like I've been satisfied more often than not. I I do still need to play Get in the Car Loser. It's on my to do list. Um, Have you played Chicory? All of you um, need to play Chicory. I, yep, that that yep. one's on yeah, my wish list. You're you're super all about that. Glitched is another game. I don't, I'm not even sure if it's fully released yet, but like I just played the demo a year or so ago. Oh, so great. Um, t- t- topical point. You know, we're we're singing indie games praises, and it what's the site called? Itchio, itchy.io. Oh yeah, yes, um, itchio has a ten dollar bundle right now where all the money goes to the Ukraine. And it's Ooh, like a right. bundle of thousands of indie games. Um, yeah. You know, That's some of them you probably, some of them you probably never heard of, but there's also some good ones in there. Well, that's um, what I mean. Like, buy that, and then find find that one person you know that knows indie games, and listen to what which ones they say, or or check out RP Gamer. I think we're gonna have a feature on it at some point soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we games do. Are worth like checking out. But you know, and then just for shits and giggles, check out something you've never heard of. You might like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. just just browse stuff. Like it's fun. It can be fun. But, but ten ten dollars, good cause. You get a fuck ton of indie games, and 
you have a whole treasure trove of stuff that you could possibly discover. What, what's better than that? Um, that being said, I can't think of a, mo a favorite moment for Bastion. I think it was just, you know, playing this game and finally realizing, yeah, people were right. This game was pretty amazing. I should have finished it sooner, but uh, time got in the way. And also, I liked the with the quips the narrator makes when you fall off the world quite a lot, like I do. Um, and, and any more favorite moments? Uh, I do, I like the one where you're so like there's so so like near the end of the game, like there's you go through this stage where you're ch like trying chasing Zolf or whatever, and he likes he you find him collapsed on the floor because his people were blame him for something, and you have the choice between either just leaving him there or carrying him. And I chose to carry him. And then you would do like, they would initial initially the, his the aura would, would try to attack you, but then they they stop and let you through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I believe I carried him too. Just cause I, I wanted to feel or show compassion. That was a nice touch. Yeah. I think, okay. My favorite moment, transistor, I definitely like that. Yeah, that final boss fight was good. Uh, even though, like, I still not completely sure about why you were doing it. I mean, I kind of get it, but I don't know. Okay, moving on. Um, we, we talked a little bit about the music and how excellent it was. Do you guys have any particular favorite songs? I would say in Bastion, my favorite is Mother, I'm Here. And in Transistor, it's a toss-up between Paper Boats and The Spine. Yeah, anything where Ashley Barrett's singing, I'm a sucker. Yeah, um, I think I put The Spine in the uh, show. You did, for in the notes. For, oh, good. And good. you put the, the coasting song that you like, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, that one is definitely my favorite. The, the theme music from the safe room that I, apparently I love so much I couldn't remember the name of, but <laughs> it's, it's such a relaxing song and just, you know, that safe room I could just live in forever. Sit, sit in the hammock listening to that jolly little tune, just chill. Um, as, as for Bastion, the Twisted Streets, which I think is the song that happens when you open, the game opens up. Yes. That one, that one got stuck in my head quite a bit. Just kind of a neat little catchy tune. Pascal and Ryan, what about you? Uh, I don't. I don't really have much to say. Music's nice. I don't. I. I can't really think of the specific track off the top of my head. No, oh, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine with that. Um. I mean, I have trouble remembering song tracks too, outside of obvious stuff like One Winged Angel. So. I mean, I I can remember like I don't know some Final Fantasy games stuff like. I need to start being like Josh and um, when I'm playing a game, write down some of the stuff so that I remember it. Uh, but that that's on me. Um, that that being said, speaking of memories, do you guys have any particular memories of what you were doing when you played this game? Because I played it recently. I think January. Yeah, because I, I was getting over my cold when I was playing both of these. I reviewed Bastion, so. That one, and I reviewed the PS4 version, whereas I remember Adrian Denauden was the one who did the original review. Uh, he also I did Transistor. Would, he also did Transistor's review as well, and then I did Pyre. Um, I don't have any like distinctive memories of when I played Bastion. It was a game that my husband, like my husband and I, have both played it more than once. 
and Scott actually is the one who super adores it in our house. Uh, and he was the one who was like, you, you need to play this. This is such a Sam game. Um, and then I played it on Xbox, really loved it. And then Mac offered a code for the PS4 version. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'm in the mood to replay this again. Cried like a bitch, <laughs> you know, and uh, the rest is kind of history there. Transistor, I actually bought on release. So I'm the one person here who probably did pay full price for it. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember what was going on. I think my mom was still really sick when Transistor came out. So I was already having a lot of feels, <laughs> is my best guess. Y'all and played it just, more recently than I did. Yeah, uh, go Steam sales or eShop sales. but yep. Or PSN sales, whatever. And, and Pasco, you, I think you played yeah. it recently too. What? Tra- yeah, Transistor. Yeah, just the other day. Um, I don't know. I don't Transistor. I don't really have a lot to say about other than what we've already. And to be honest, for Bastion, we've mostly said this already too. But I think for me, my main memory of it is just kind of more like what nothing specifically about Bastion itself, but what it represents, which is that time when, at least to me, but I think for a lot of people, it became like, oh what is what are indie games and holy shit they're actually like worth spending my attention on you know like this is like a viable thing and it was one and bastion was one of those i mean i think maybe even so to me bastion isn't my favorite of those quote unquote early indie games but i think it may be the one that got the most like hype press wise and um like uh, recognition a lot of it like with the narrator and stuff like that right mm-hmm. so I, that did a lot i think overall and to, i don't know that's that's worth noting noting for me but we, we we already touched on it all earlier yep and it i mean it definitely put super giant on the map and yeah even and though the- like to me the second game wasn't that that um that great i i have hades sitting over there on the shelf and i you know i want to play it later this year and man i'm hoping mm-hmm. Like that, I love it as much as everybody else already does. Did you play I, I Pyre? You. Yeah, no, no. And, play and Pyre I, too. I, yeah, I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to playing Pyre. I actually have. I think I technically own it already. Get your sports action on your sports slash Valhalla. Uh huh. Times. And, and yet, I, I um, like playing stuff in order, so that makes sense. And, yeah. and Pascal, I think you'll have a very good time with Hades, because I have yet to talk to somebody that doesn't like that game. And yeah. if you're struggle, make sure that God mode is turned on because that I mean you're gonna struggle, and that helps you get through the struggle faster. Um, that goes for the mm-hmm. rest of you audience. Because um, I think I <laughs> burning material for the show. I think I played oh, for, through the game for a while and then realized I had God mode turned off. <laughs> I like but, to struggle sometimes. Oh well, that's true. I, I like I like struggling a bit sometimes. But um, yes. Okay, guys, that that is a show. Sam, Sam's nodding off. I'm getting tired. I'm also cold. <laughs> I'm freezing, so I'm I'm ready to go to bed. I have to go work in a library tomorrow. Uh, good, <laughs> luck with that. good luck dealing with the public. Thank thank you, Sam, for having you on. Always a pleasure to have you. You're so fun. Thank you all for letting me be here. It's always a pleasure talking to all of you. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's and- always fun. As for, as for the rest of you, um, yeah, to, to get going with our little tease, our next show is going to be Sands of Destruction, which oh, is a piece of crap. Some diverse of opinions about that, so it's going to be a fun show. I, 
I uh, tested an emulator using that game, and uh, the uh, if the little a bit of the writing I've experienced is any indication, uh, it's definitely uh, something. <laughs> yeah, so um, t- tune in next time when you, you ask yourself the question, so, Why? Wait, wait, this game was supposed to be darker than it is? <laughs> Good times. Excellent times. And 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 once again, th- thank you to Pascal for showing up. Thank you to Ryan for showing up. Thank you to my uh, um, vacationing co-host who will eventually edit this, Matt. I could not do the show without Matt. And thank you, listener, for hanging out with, with us for a little bit. And we will talk to you next time when we talk about Sands of Destruction. And f- for not, we will have Supergiant coming uh, part two at some point this year. So teasing that but yeah have a great rest of your week and i hope you have a good one bye bye